from the gospel reading for today, words that no doubt are quite familiar to you that you've heard many times in the communion service. It's called the Song of Simeon in Latin, Nuc Dementis. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles in the glory of thy people, Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the Gospel reading today, you have two faithful people, righteous and sacrificial, whose lives were dedicated to living long enough to see the Messiah. In our communion service, you often hear these words as you have just seen Jesus in Holy Communion. When I was a little boy, my father was a Marine Corps drill instructor. And I had a tendency to lose things. And he'd come home and say, son, if your head wasn't attached to your shoulders, you'd lose it. And then he'd tell me to screw it on tight. Honestly, even I, at a young age, knew that that couldn't be done. Sometimes we give a gift and then we lose it. Or perhaps the gift that are given to us, we break it or lose it. I'm sure that happens quite often at Christmas. But the greatest present isn't a remote control car, which I broke within seconds, but Jesus, for the faith, is the greatest gift of all. Last year, I splurged. I went out and bought my wife a gold Tiffany watch. I thought, I'm going to be a smart guy. I'm going to put it for safekeeping in my office at work. As Christmas approached, I think it was the 23rd, I went to go fetch it and wrap it up. I couldn't find it. I got nervous. What was I going to do? So I went to the internet and bought yet another watch, something a little less expensive. And I ordered it, and I thought, I'm going to have to tell my wife that the present I, uh, isn't going to be here at Christmas. I sure wasn't going to tell her that I lost this expensive gold watch. No, that was zipped. So as I was at home at my desk scrambling, what was I going to do? My wife was by my side. She thought I was just up there working on my trains, and she put her hand on my shoulder, and out of luck, 
I reached into my bag for my laptop, and there was the watch. What once was lost, this great gift, just in the nick of time, had been found. Later on, she would receive the other watch as an epiphany gift, and then I broke down and told her the whole story. Now, you'd think that I'd learned my lesson. No. This year, I ordered her a cashmere sweater. I said, I'm going to be smart. I'm going to put this where it can't be found. I did. When I went to wrap the presents on the 23rd, it couldn't be found. Luckily, I found it on the 24th. I tell you this story to tell you this. Losing things is hardly a new thing for me and others. But what does it mean to lose the greatest gift? The gift that was once given to you and then to find it again. This is the time of gift giving and the greatest gift to you was given to you at your baptism. And this gift isn't of gold, silver, diamonds, or platinum. No. It's made up of Jesus' precious body and blood, his life given for you. And this gift is for all who will believe. But sadly, there are plenty of parents who will give gifts at Christmas perhaps even in the name of Jesus, but it's a false and empty gesture for Jesus is just an empty name, even though it is the reason for the season. When it comes to giving gifts, really good gifts, not the coal in the stockings, I ask you what mom or dad wouldn't put a single thought into giving a gift to their children, but in turn make no effort to bring their child to the greatest gift there is. Bring them to holy baptism, to confirmation, to lead them in a spiritual life of sacrificial living for Jesus. Pretty tough. The number one influence of a child growing and staying the faith that is holding on to the gift and not losing it is dear old dad. When dad is faithful, the family follows his leadership. Where dad is not faithful, the family is in deep trouble. There's a statistic put out by the Pew Polling Organization that even when the mother is faithful and dad is not, the retention rate of the faith is about 33%. But when dad is faithful, it's up around 98%. Over the years, I've visited jail and prison many times, and every single man 
I met, if their father actually was in their life, it was he who taught them their criminal trade. But most of the men did not know their father. One day I was at Danville State Prison in Illinois, ready to go visit someone. And there in the morning they were releasing the prisoners for the day. There at the waiting room, the family sits waiting to be cleared to go in for the visit. But also, it's also the handoff location for prisoners are released. Just past the metal detector is the holding cell. And you can see it from where the family sits. And at the right time, the prisoners come out of their cells. The guards take off their shackles, give them their paperwork, and they walk past the detector into life again. There waiting for them is their friends and family, these hardened criminals cry. Their families cry. They rejoice, embrace one another, for now they are together. And the prisoner is free in the loving arms of their family. I watched as the families looked upon their loved ones waiting to be released. It was a joyous time to observe. Now I told you that story to tell you this. Jesus was born to die for you and your filthy sins. We are those criminals. But give your family the greatest gift of all. That gift, that pardon, that peace that releases you from your self-made prison. Think of this, of the release of someone at death into eternal life, entering into heaven where their family awaits. What a joyous reunion. Now Jesus has broken the shackles of your sin. You have been set free from your own prison. So go in peace and love. You've been set free to serve God and your neighbor. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.